Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 110. It is Friday, Friday, September 30th. We are right on the cusp of October, and I am excited. Um, you know, all the fall stuff. What's not to like? Um, pumpkin spice everything, if that's your thing. Do not like pumpkin spice lattes as much. Sorry for all of you uh, PSL fans out there. I am not really one, so deal with it. Um, let's see. I am um, totally lost my train of thought, and that's cool. That's been happening lately. That's fun. Um, anyways, uh, so before we get into the episode with my amazing guests, um, many of you know, but there's a lot that who, who don't know, but um, your donations to Elijah Fire actually and Elijah Streams and American Warriors and all of those uh, to the Elijah List at large as well. Um, we have started partnering with a, an amazing ministry called Show Mercy International, and their whole focus is on building freshwater wells in Uganda. And um, it's been an, an amazing, amazing work. It's something I'm really passionate about. As you guys know, many of you know, I was in missions for uh, a couple of years, four years, and it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. Um, and so it was just amazing to see Steve jump on this, and he's committed to building a new well, digging a new well every five days. So really quick, just an update from Show Mercy International, just showing what your donations have made possible. So let's check it out. The waters that were already existing here in Uganda, we thought they were the safe ones to have, but actually they weren't safe at all. We would have to share these waters with the animals. And you can imagine all the different contamination that can happen and go on. In Uganda, fetching water is done by the young children, the young boys and the girls. You had to move a long, long distance. And usually it is done in the morning and also sometimes very late in the evenings. We also have the elderly, who we call the judges. These are the very old grandparents of different families who sometimes can't walk and also sometimes can't be able to carry the cans that we use to fetch the water. So they have to take days without even taking a shower or sometimes even not preparing a meal because they are saving water for the next day. I would like to say thanks to the opportunity that you guys came to this community and are changing so many lives. Appreciate you so much and may God bless you. So, there you go, guys. That is where the investment of your money is going on top of running this, which is a big machine and takes a lot to run Elijah Streams, Elijah Fire, American Warriors, um, and then even run the Elijah List. Um, it, your donations make all of that possible. So, I just we're going to be showing these videos a little bit more at something I've been wanting to do. And, you know, it just kind of slips my mind. So I'm being, we're trying to be a lot more focused just across the board with doing this because it's important to see the fruits of your labor and, and, and what you're sowing into uh, and the fruits of that. So thank you. And obviously the, the donation link is elijahfire.com slash donate. If you're already do donating through Elijah streams or whatever, um, it's all going to the same place. Um, but we're just trying to broaden, uh, cast a wider net. So, there you go, you guys. Um, speaking of Africa, 
uh, my guests today, we've been talking back and forth behind the scenes um, and uh, had intended to talk about this a lot sooner and it just didn't happen. So life, busyness, all that good stuff. Um, so it, today I'm actually bringing on two people that you guys should be familiar with. Uh, they're a brother and sister duo. They're also the creators of Crave or the founders of Cray, uh, Crave. I keep saying Cray. I don't, I don't know why. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so let's give it up for my guests today, Josh and Victoria Rich. Hey, hey, it's the founders of Cray. <laughs> Hi, it feels like we just entered into a video game. Like, yeah, yeah. You guys are in virtual space now. Yeah. So cool. You can do anything. So excited to be here again yeah. and together this time. This is fun. I know. Yeah. I always heard uh, Tori talk about, she's like, you got to have my brother Josh on. And we did. And I was just so blessed by her time. Um, and so then I think one of your assistants wrote us and was like, hey, what about having it back on together? I was like, love it, doing it together. That's amazing. Yes. So Thank yeah, it's for having us. Yeah. 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 Incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, guys, I, I'm going to let you guys kind of take the stick here um, and just talk about your experience in Kenya. You guys went and did a Crave event in Kenya and it was absolutely just crazy awesome. So let's just get right into it, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, this is so fun for us to just get to talk about one specific topic or subject, whatever you yeah, want to yeah. call it, and not yeah, yeah. not really have to, you know, share our stories and what we do. Uh, if mm -hmm. you want to hear that, we've we've been on before, and you can hear more about what we do. But but this episode, we want to tell everyone um, the amazing thing that things that God did in Kakamega, Kenya, and for for Victoria and I. Our heart and our team's heart is just to do whatever God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And long story short, um, of course, Africa, I think, um, has been in our heart, really, I guess, just traveling the world and seeing people from many different cultures and areas of the world is always on our heart. But Africa was one specific, and mm -hmm. I don't know if we had a specific location there, but uh, long story short, the doors to Kenya opened up and um, it is a, uh, a generational um, open door connection. Yeah. My grandma who is actually visiting us this week, she lives in Illinois um, has had a man visit her church, a pastor, and uh, he works in the government in Kenya as well. Um, so he's pastor and government work. And he has visited my grandma for, I think, maybe 40 years, a, a wow. long, long time. And we had never even met him before. No, we had never met him. We had heard a lot about him and his family. He is um, a government official, a part of parliament in Kenya, one of the most important people in Kenya besides the president. And so we had heard many stories about him, but honestly, uh, I never met him. And we were at our grandma's house for Thanksgiving. And we got there really late in the night and we just went straight to bed. And uh, I remember laying in the bed, I had this vision of a girl in my mind. And I saw this girl and I thought, interesting, who is that? And I met her the next morning. I didn't know that wow. Titus, is, Titus is his name. His daughter was staying with grandma. She was just upstairs Come right on. in the middle of my bedroom. So cool. 
Yeah. yeah. So we started talking uh, with her, just visiting, talking about Crave. If you guys don't know, Crave is a evangelistic ministry. Jesus came to me. Long story short, he said, have fun fishing. So we started throwing parties and preaching the gospel, seeing thousands of young people come to Jesus all over the United States, Mexico, Colombia. But we had never been to Africa. So we were just sharing our heart with Sheila. And um, she's she's like, you guys have to come to my city. Hmm. This is what I've been believing for. I, I need this ministry to help us break the spirit of religion. And we just started planning and we hmm. went for it. We were like, you know what? God's going to provide. The finances will come. We have never been that far away. Yeah. But we're going to make it happen. And Jesus did exactly that. He gave us everything that we needed and more. We saw so much more than we intended to see happen in Takamega. We were Come just on. expecting an event. Yeah. And um, we got to do so much more than that. And now we even have a better plan for next time. So yeah. Yeah. next time you say, Ooh. Yes. yes, next year we will be going back. Yeah, there um, will be a next time. Yeah. I, but I remember Sheila coming down the stairs before we had even had breakfast. And Tori looks at her and says, I saw your face. So, I mean, it, it was just a miraculous, uh, it was a weekend that we were there with her. And um, when we, when we began to pray about um, her city, her people, um, th th these are her, that's, that's her, her community, her people that she had such a burning um, passion and burden for. And I, I don't know, we ended up spending maybe two and a half hours just on our face crying out in prayer and travail and it was an incredibly powerful moment yeah. um just in that living room before we ever even left for africa so yeah. grandma's living room <laughs> yeah grandma grandma <laughs> gets the spirit going <laughs> yeah, oh, Amen. She, she is a woman of fire she, yeah. she's been sowing seed her mm -hmm. and my grandpa who's in heaven but they've been sowing seed in that community for over 40 years so yeah. Uh, the soil is rich, you know, for our family and the harvest. It, it's there. So we felt yeah. very confident that Jesus was with us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So how long after that, that connection you made, how long after that, what were you guys like on a plane to Kenya? So that was Thanksgiving of last year, November of last year. We were headed to Kenya in the summer. Yeah. So like six months later, something like yeah. that ish. Yeah, yeah. six months later. Yeah, man. took a while. Mm -hmm. Took yeah. a while to get all the details together. Right. Yeah. Well, how much did you guys take with you? Because I know you guys set up places, right? How much was it? Just like, well, we're gonna have to figure it out when we get there. Luckily, she had us a team, and they prepared before we got there. You know, renting all the gear, setting up um, all the schools. So we went to, I think, around. Uh, 12 schools. Mm -hmm. I might be wrong on the number, but yeah, it was, it was two schools almost every single day. And then one day we went to three, I believe with a college included. So, so they put yeah. you to work. Oh, it, we, we, we told Sheila maybe five, six times a day, fill up the itinerary. Cause we were only there a little over two weeks. And yeah, we yeah. said from the moment we get there to the moment we leave, fill up the schedule sweet. and they they were so sweet they wanted to show us their community and do some fun things but we said look we'll come back for that mm -hmm. like we are coming for a for a god-designed purpose 
we're coming from ministry. We want to bring the fire of the Holy Spirit and what he's been doing in us to your people. So we just said, give us as much as you possibly can. And, and she delivered. And um, the, the, yeah. schools the schools were, were miraculous. It was a miracle more than we even expected, more than we really knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we said we visited 12 or so schools, um, some of these schools had 500, 600, even 700 students that came out. And, uh, well, actually, I think you guys have some of those pictures. Yeah, which ones do you want me to show first? Uh, the big, the I guess the big crowds at the schools. Yeah. If you can tell. That, yeah. Yeah, so these are some of our, some of the students. So we had such a fun freedom um, to first dance and worship with them. And uh, so, and it was all different ages. So Tori would take the girls to a, a separate section and I got to be with all these guys right here. And then we would come together um, yeah. at the end of our sessions. And it, honestly, it's a miracle what they allowed. They they gave us the freedom to do whatever we wanted. I mean, revival. Mm. Um, wow. so, so we saw the Holy Spirit move. We saw yeah. fulfilled with the Spirit. We saw physical healings, of course, salvation moments were incredible um but yeah, yeah and, freedom and even moments like this picture here so this was a uh, what we would call an elementary school they have different names but an elementary yeah. school like primary that, or something maybe yeah, yeah yeah you're right primary so next to the high school we were at so these kids just ran up um they saw victoria Dude, the and, kids are the best like <laughs> seriously Love don't, it. don't melt your heart. No, don't for real. Right yeah. And so there was moments like this. Um, I don't know. It was just also special. Moments. But yeah, that, that was just like a cherry on the, on top of everything. Let me tell a story about this actual moment here. So uh, that's my fiance, Rob. Yeah, the Hunkasaurus Rex uh, <laughs> squat next to you. <laughs> Hunkasaurus. Um, so he actually came and got me and he's like, Tori children are gathering and they're listening to the message. You got to come say hi to the children. Mm -hmm. And they were behind this wooden fence. You can kind of see it's falling down, but um, they were behind that, just listening, you know, to us preach the gospel to the older students. And I went over to them and the first little girl that caught my attention, she just says her name out loud. Let me back up. Uh, the night before we were in revival at a church and the Lord has been giving me names and really interesting. The Lord started giving me names when I was still in the U S but the names were like Kevin, Billy, Mm -hmm. like the whitest names. And I'm thinking, I can, I can attest. She had it in her phone and it was Billy, Kevin, all these white dude names. Uh There's a couple of girls, Rachel, Rachel, I remember Rachel. So this is for real. This was before we even left. It was in her phone. And I'm thinking, you're like, am I hearing right? Like, this is like, right. I'm just thinking, there's no way this is their names. There's just no way. Holy Spirit, am I really hearing from you? Mm -hmm. So the night before, I read all those names. Miraculously, the people start coming up. Here comes Kevin. Here comes Billy. And I'm just like, what? The Lord started speaking to me about these individuals. It yeah. was on point that that's the first time that's happened to me um, at that level. And it's been happening and increasing since being in Africa. But anyways, um, Elizabeth, I didn't find Elizabeth in the service and Elizabeth did not come up. And so 
this little girl catches my eye in this crowd here and she just takes my hand and she says, my name is Elizabeth. And I'm like, oh, here you are, I found you. And uh, I actually have a video on my Instagram where I'm telling her, I promise you, I just was looking for you in my service last night. Jesus gave me your name when I was back in the States and the Lord even gave me a word for her in that mm. moment. And I got to pray with her and she began to cry and it was so powerful. Um, so that's just a little miracle from that, that crowd of children there. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So yeah. to, to encourage you, uh, Tori, if you, when you, I'll say when you guys go to Asia, if you get names of fruit for people, all the girls name themselves after fruit, like their English names. So it's like, I would meet all these Asian, young Asian women. They'd be like, my name is Pear. My name's Apple. My name's Peach. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. So if you get the names of fruit, you're hearing it accurately. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, I was yeah. very shocked um, that their names were English names. Very yeah. shocked. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the, the school ministry was just uh thank you mind-blowing from beginning to end this was a college go ahead and go ahead and hold that photo um and we'll tell this story of what's okay. happening right here yeah but the 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 student ministry was so phenomenal and at each yeah. school I, I would just want to say this before you tell this it's story it's hard for us to do this together <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> there was there was just so much freedom at these uh uh, we'll say student services and so much um, shame lifted off. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can come back in a little bit and talk about just sort of the, the religious spirit that we experienced while being there. Yeah. But in these schools, it, it um, uh, the messages were wonderful, but I, I think the freedom that came from um, us just, just, delivering this message that they had never heard before of re release all that is in you release all of this pent up pain all of this uh this this worry and weight that is on you and um for us here i think that's kind of normal mm -hmm. to come into service or to come into your youth group you know really setting and 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 you can be honest um these young people here, these these pictures, it is so uncommon for them to expose mm -hmm. what they're experiencing, what they're wow. going through, what they're dealing with. Wow. And we didn't know that until probably maybe even more than a week after being there. Because we're even trying to figure out. Yeah, because was. even our team that we were with, they they just don't really say much. And it's yeah. sort of like this this uh personality of honor kind of thing like okay. where they don't share unless unless you ask very honoring yeah. so we didn't realize how rare it was that people were crying in these services that men were uh being demonstrative and and, and showing emotion the in these services telling their stories of abuse and the shame wow. Yeah, um, so so rare. Well, did you find that that common, like the stories of abuse uh, um, from from women? Yes, and I, yes. I have tons of statistics um, to get to as well when we start showing those pictures. But yeah. um, let's talk about that next. But tell this story before we go on. Okay, so you see me there, um, and next to me is a girl, a Muslim girl, 
you can see her uh, outfit. Oh, Burka. Burka. Yeah. Um, next to her is her brother, and he had his, his hoodie um, on so tight that you could barely see his face. You know, he was uh, hidden in shame because mm-hmm. this was a Christian service. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Um, but as we were getting ready to have this service in this college, it's actually a medical college, medical school. So these are all medical students. Um, I saw that this group of Muslim college students and they were just watching us, you know. They were like, what is going on? What, you know, what are the white people doing here? What are the <laughs> doing here? And I, specifically, I kept making eye contact with this girl. Mm-hmm. And finally, I just went over to her and I said, do you want to come to this service with me? My brother's preaching and you can sit with me. Please come. And instantly she just no, 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 just so full of fear, but never, never, I could never do that. I could never do that. And she runs out of the building and I give it some time. I go out there and cause she's still just watching, you know, and her mm-hmm. brother's there and a few of yeah. her friends. And so I go back outside and, and I'm like, why are you so afraid? And I'm, I just start having a conversation with her. She explains why she's so afraid, you know, that if she goes to this service and her parents find out, um, they may get rid of her, you know, completely from the family, ostracize her. Um, she may be abused by her friends. She may be beaten up, just or killed, which killed. is which yeah, is very common. Yeah, yeah, like the worst thing you could possibly do if you go to a Christian service, even speak to a Christian, um, just the worst thing you can possibly do. So I was like, oh, okay, this is serious. I did, I didn't know that. And so I just, I got to dig deep into the why. Why is this such a big deal? Why would you be killed for something like this? I'm not asking you to follow my Jesus. I'm just asking you to sit with me. You're my friend. I'm inviting you. So we got to have a very interesting conversation. I think she got asked questions that she had never thought about. Like, wait, why am, why would I be abused for this? Mm -hmm. You know, this, this is not okay. This is not right. And I, I got to talk to her brother as well. During this conversation, I heard the Lord say to me, give her your bag. Uh, I had a little Gucci bag with me that was given to me. Oh, yeah. I think I remember you. Did you make a post about this or something like this? Sounds yes. familiar. Yeah. Yes. I had a, a little vintage Gucci bag that was given to me by a wealthy cousin. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I had that bag with me and I heard the Lord say, give her your bag. And I thought really, Lord, this is the only Gucci thing that I have. Like, this is the only cool, expensive thing that I have. Want me to just give it to this girl? I fought with his voice for a couple minutes and it was just getting stronger. Give her the bag, give her the bag. And we're still outside of this service. We can hear the worship going on. And so finally, um, I say to her, you know, Jesus is, is telling me to give you this bag. And her brother steps in. He's like, Wait, why would he do that? What's in the bag? What are you going to do to us? Are you going to hurt us or, you know? Oh, wow. I'm like, no, 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 no. Jesus just wants to give you a gift. He's like, well, why does he want to give us a gift? We don't love him. We don't know him. I said, he he loves you. Mm -hmm. He just wants to show you how much he loves you. 
And I said, honestly, I really like this bag. It was given to me by a family member, but this it's more important for me to give this to you, have this moment with you. I want you to feel the love of Jesus. I, and, and he is telling me to do this for you. And I said, I'm going to give it to you. Will you come sit with me in service? So it took about 20, 30 minutes. And finally, she agreed to come and sit with me. And he slid in a couple minutes later, just completely hid behind us. I'm not here. I'm not here. (laughs) Totally hid. Yeah. Absolutely terrified. Um, But she got to hear the gospel of Jesus. It makes me emotional. I think Mm -hmm. this was my favorite moment of the entire trip. Um, For the first time in her life, she heard the gospel of Jesus. And I watched her look around as students lifted their hand to accept Jesus. And I I watched her watch them as they cried, as they worshiped. And I could see her mind was just like, wow, what what is this? What is giving them this emotion? Mm -hmm. Who are these people that they would give their life to this Jesus? And who is this Jesus that he would give me this expensive bag or give me his life, die for Mm -hmm. me? I could just see her thoughts and her mind wandering. Amazing. And, um, it, it was absolutely amazing. And they told us afterwards that that was the first time they had ever seen a Christian communicate with a Muslim in peace. Whoa. Yeah, it does not happen. We didn't know that. You know, we had, there, there was the brother and sister, but there was like five other Muslim boys gathered yeah, around us. Yeah, when we had finished ministering in this this classroom here, I had I just stepped to the side where I was tired and and they they worship so loud and the speakers are at max. <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta get some relief. I actually had my AirPods in, like they literally turn everything to max. Anyways. Just overstimulated. It's oh, just like so loud. Yeah. But I stepped to the side next to this window. And when I get there, there was about six Muslim uh young men huddled around the window who had been listening to the to the message the entire Come time. on, dude. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just this it was this so it was the coolest experience. And um like Tori said, I think it was so special because it was such a, a groundbreaking moment yeah. for our African team to actually see that happen. Um, because like I said, they, they don't hardly talk. So they hate you just one get another. This, There's as much yeah. hate from the Christians as mm. from the other side. They just, they hate one another so much. Yeah. The communication, the love, it doesn't happen. Mm. Um, yeah. And Isn't we had a, a moment with the team, the call, the Christian college team that put the, puts this service on after this service and the Holy Spirit absolutely wrecked them. It may be one of the wildest ways I've ever seen just random, like not a prayer meeting we're having for three hours or not a revival service. We're just sitting there talking in the classroom and whew, the Holy Spirit just comes in. And I remember us encouraging them to love on the Muslim people, reach out to them. Jesus is anointing you to evangelize them. So I think that's one thing God is going to anoint Crave to do, to break um, religion, to to bring people together. That That's what Crave has done in the United States with the students, all kinds of students, whether they're jocks, cheerleaders, nerds, 
you know, whatever they are, band geeks, uh, yeah. we bring them together. We, we experienced that in Africa with the Christians and the yeah. Muslims. We had a lot of Muslims at Crave. And I think that Jesus is anointing us in the same way. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you guys have, you know, you guys are aware of this I and mean, I'm sure you are to some degree, but I just hear the Lord saying like everywhere you guys take crave, everywhere that you guys put a stake in the ground, you're tilling the earth, like you're tilling the earth and making the soil fertile for yeah. other people in that area to reap a harvest, to sow and reap a harvest. And so um, I think that's awesome. That's like amazing I mean, because what you're doing is you're like, you may be tilling earth that people go, nothing can grow here. It's, it's dead. It's dead soil. Yeah. And God is saying, Oh really watch, watch mm -hmm. what I do. And that's that. I feel like that's one of your guys' most important purposes. Obviously there's a lot of other things that happen, but this is a perfect example of what God is doing through your guys' ministry where you're going in and you're tilling earth that people are like, there's no way anything could grow here. And now it's going to become exponentially easier for them. And yeah, obviously they're going to have to die to themselves, right? There's a lot of hatred. You're going to have to kill pride. You're going to have to kill all these things with inside of you that are not of God. But you, your efforts and what God did through your ministry made that possible for other people. And that's huge. Amen. Thank you for that. Yeah. Receive it. I, believe I agree. It. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, that, if there was ever a fire inside of you, I think that is like knowing you guys go in and be like, we know this is going to be the fruit of our efforts, no matter how hard it is, no matter how challenging, uh, no matter if it looks like there's no response, that's the fruit of your efforts wherever you go. And man, that's, that's what's up. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I receive it. Amen. Yeah. So, okay. You said you wanted to talk about the girls yeah. next. You can play the volume if you, yeah, let's go ahead. Jesus. He makes all things new. All things pure and white as snow. Has anyone ever seen snow? Yes. It glistens. It's pure. There's absolutely nothing in it. Just purity. The Bible says that he wipes us clean. You start to have sex. Your emotions go crazy. Your body goes crazy. You can't focus on anything. You can't focus on school. You can't focus on your future, your dreams, your family. Jesus and all the plans that he has for you because it's out of time. There is a time for these things, and that is marriage. Jesus is the reason I decided to wait oh there's my marriage to have sex oh, there's the bag. <laughs> i am being abstinent so these are you can see these are different groups of people because you can see i have different clothes on and for those of you that didn't know i wrote a book called good girl the raw confessions of a good girl if you get it today by the way if you use the code elijah fire you'll get 25 percent off you guys are the best at buying this book <laughs> Your grandkids need this book. Your nieces and nephews need this book. But anyways, it's a book about purity. Um, I'm 32 years old. I'm still a virgin. I'm getting ready to get married, thank God. Uh, but I, I write about my experience, my friends' experiences. But anyway, but I'm doing the same kind of talk with these girls here in Kenya. And um, 
our friend Sheila that we were telling you about, she has an organization through the government that can go to the schools. So we partnered with her to be able to do this. And we took sanitary um, pads to the girls, which is like gold. Those are things that wow. they do not get. They, can't get um, they cannot get it. So when a girl receives something like that to take care of her uh, feminine needs, it mm -hmm. is like gold. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to read a few statistics. Over 40% of girls and women aged 6 to 49 state that their first sexual encounter was forced. Two-thirds of abused girls and women know the abuser, yet no action is taken due to the cultural influence of women being treated as property until 12 years ago with the new constitution. So 12 years ago, women did not have rights in Kenya. Just 12 years ago, they were treated as property. Legally, they were just property. Yeah. So you could do with them whatever you wanted without any consequences. Thank God um, they now have new order, new constitution, new presidents in place that are trying to do away with this way of thinking, this way of treating the women. But as you can imagine, it just being 12 years ago, there's still a lot of the same going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of the fem feminine uh, female activists for this type of thing, they just they kill them. They get rid of them. Um, if a girl goes to the police and says, I've been raped, sometimes they just kill the girl. They get rid of the story. Um, that's very, very common. There is hardly anyone saying, OK, I'm going to take this story and justice is going to be served. That is not hardly happening. Um, nearly 50% of these cases are abused by a relative, 27% by a neighbor. Um, in the farm communities, the parents are working on the farm from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m., earning a dollar a day. This puts the girls in danger um, all that time that the, the parents are not there, whether they're two years old, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. um, relatives come in, they abuse the girls, happens a lot. Um, I have I have so many things to say here. Um, sometimes girls have to walk to school a very long distance. Uh, the guys that run the motorcycles and the taxis, a lot of them will just pick up the girls, abuse them, drop them. Um, so the talk that I'm having with these girls, I'll say as well, they've never had this talk. Mm -hmm. Sheila told me this. They have never had this kind of sex education. It also does not exist in Kenya. There is no sex education. There is no one saying, this is how you use this product. You're a girl. This is what's happening. This is how you stay clean. That kind of thing does not exist. And it causes a lot of disease. Of course, a lot of pregnancy, so much abuse. Yeah. And they were telling us there's such a wild culture that is the opposite of what we're experiencing here in America, where these young girls that you are looking at right now at the ages of 10, 12, some 15 or 16, when and if this happens, uh, even by their peers, mm -hmm. they are judged and um, made fun of, discriminated. And for being sexually assaulted? For yeah. being sexually assaulted. For Which being raped. They, hide it. they have so much shame because yeah. 
if anything bad happens to you, yeah. there is no support. Even um, when completely out of their control. Even by their own family. If they become pregnant because they've been abused, their family is done with them. You have brought shame on your family. Leave the house. Yeah. So they are never hearing Jesus loves you. What happened to you was 100% wrong. Mm -hmm. And God has a plan for this child that you've had or plan for this pain that you've experienced. Give it to him. They're not hearing these things. So for the first time ever, some of these students, for the first time ever, heard this message so um, some of these some of these young girls have kids oh yeah. my goodness many of them i heard a story Man. a 12 year old girl um, came up to the front of the class because every time i had this talk um, after each one of those talks i would say does anyone have a story that you want to tell and it was very hard for them to do mm. But this one little girl in the back of the classroom raised her hand and she says, you have changed my life. I now know that Jesus has forgiven me, even forgiven my abuser, that he can heal this pain. Yeah. So I have a responsibility to tell you my truth. And she was saying this to me mm -hmm. and she starts to tell her story in front of around 100 girls. And she tells us that one day her mom was working. She was at the house alone. A man barges into her house, hits her over the head and rapes her. And she was around 10 years old. This was two years ago. She becomes pregnant at 10 years old. Her parents get rid of her. Again, it's, it's shame brought on very shame-based culture it seems oh so mm -hmm. shameful yeah. and so much religion we were so surprised about that um so they get rid of her this is in nairobi which is a much larger city than we were in she is just thrown out onto the streets at 10 years old she's pregnant and she's having to survive on the streets carrying this baby trying to find food trying to find a place to sleep she has to birth the baby on the streets and i i look at my friend sheila and i say is this normal and she says oh yes this very this normal. is very very normal she wasn't the only girl that had that very similar story of the break-in i heard multiple girls say it the same way that men will just come in the house and they just take what they want out of this young girl um, a young girl on our team, that was one of her same similar story that a man will just come in the home. And because this girl is just property, she's nothing. And right. It is the wildest, most heartbreaking thing. Oh, man. There is no help in the government either. You know, for Americans, we can go and sign up for programs. We can get help, food for our baby. You are absolutely shamed 100% by everybody if you are carrying this baby out of wedlock. Um, so as you can imagine, we were just completely wrecked. Uh, my emotions were wrecked. I was looking at this little girl, um, knowing that she has a baby, you know, at a house somewhere. Um, and she is trying to feed it. She barely has shoes on her feet. And I knew in that moment, hearing that girl's story, that I had to do something. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we got back to the house that evening, I told my friend Sheila, 
I said, God has spoken to me. Um, I, I heard him clearly say that you're stepping into a new role as an activist for these girls. You're going to help them. You know, we will just start however we can start. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Um, so as soon as I get through getting married, <laughs> Uh, we are launching a Good Girl World project Come on. with Sheila. Way to go. Yes, we will start adopting these girls and providing what they need for their baby, uh, their feminine needs, tuition fees, things like that. One by mm-hmm. one, just taking on these girls one at a time, uh, whatever the Lord provides, we will take care of as many as possible. Amazing. And uh, she will be the first one that we take. I love it. I yeah. love it. And that's why I I get very upset um, when people in the Western world, you know, we see a lot in America talking about how they're, you know, there's a lack of equality, that they're oppressed here in America. I'm like, you don't know oppressed. Like, oh. like this is something that everybody can get behind. What you're saying, what a lot of these third world or developing countries um, experience like women experience, that's something everybody can get behind. And that's yeah. something that we actually should be putting our efforts into seeing true change within these places. So kudos. Yeah, you're so right. We we think or, or we've been told, this generation has been told that they are oppressed, that mm-hmm. they need help, they need um, pills, they need therapy. Yeah. And just like you said, Jeff, if they would just go to another country and spend a couple of days with people who are actually experiencing real oppression and having to survive, yeah. it would change everything. Yeah. And uh, that's what we saw firsthand. And um, yeah, it, it's life changing and it, it wrecks you forever. You can't. Those poor girls. Man. But like, that's so amazing that, that, you know, it's those this is like one of those situations where you don't get to see the full, I mean, you were lucky enough to see some fruit of it in that this girl felt vulnerable enough to, to actually be able to, and safe enough to actually share her story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I can only imagine that. I mean, you saw the fruit of that, right. But all those other girls that were in that, that classroom setting, God is doing something in them. And um, I think on the other side of this, this life, when you get to heaven, you're going to understand the full magnitude of that, which is huge. Mm-hmm. It is. So, yeah. A lot of them, um, once they become pregnant, a lot of them try to abort because of the shame that is brought on oh, them. I imagine. Yeah. That causes a lot of death, you know, because they're doing it in a very um, unclean way. So a lot of disease will, will come through them trying to get rid of the baby, whether it's with a hanger or a yeah. poisonous tea. That's two poisonous poison. tea. Uh-huh. There's yeah. a herb that they can make a tea out of that will get rid of the baby, but sometimes it ends up killing them as well. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to be an American that is bombarded with you know, abortion, abortion rights and what the world tells us should be okay. And all the stuff that we have to endure as 
pro-life Christians. Uh Um, It was really cool to be able to talk to these girls who are experiencing this kind of oppression and explain why I believed that abortion was not okay, even though this horrible thing happened to you. And it was the the Holy Spirit revealed to me that death is is never the answer. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. So Mm -hmm. why would killing something ever be the answer? Jesus can heal that pain. Mm -hmm. He can use that baby's life for something great. It is a life that came from God. And even though there was pain attached to the whole situation, Jesus is the kind of God who will take all of that pain and turn it into something beautiful. And it was just so amazing to see their their face light up like, wow, you're, you're so right. That's so simple. Why would I choose that way when I believe that Jesus is good, when I believe that if I give this to Jesus, he will turn it around for my good. Mm-hmm. And it, it just clicked with them. And yeah, that that's huge. the type of like mentality shift that breaks strongholds, man. Like that's huge. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, so we were able to communicate that message uh, to around 4,000 students um, in Kakamega, which was incredible. And uh, we can we can talk about jiggers as well, J I G E R S. So at these same schools, um, at the primary schools, which is the younger kids, um, we got to treat a disease called jiggers or what they call jiggers. I think there's different names depending on where you're at. Uh, but this was such an amazing experience. And this Sheila that we keep on talking about, the same Sheila that we had a powerful moment in our grandma's living room. Um, her and her team run a uh, on-the-move clinic. So they arrive at these schools and treat this disease, um, and then they give them a, a certain kind of shoe that helps uh, the, the foot to heal because um, it's like an open, it's kind of like a crock to where it has holes to mm-hmm. where you have air and the feet can breathe to where uh, the foot doesn't dry rot and just become worse. But the reason we want to tell you about this, we were able to treat uh, quite a few hundred um, with this disease, but it's not a matter that these are just poor African kids uh, who um, just end up with it. This is actually something specific that is in the soil of the area, of this specific area in Africa. Um, And because they don't have shoes, or a lot of them have flip-flops and shoes that have holes in them, they're worn out because they've been wearing these shoes for years. Uh, Because of the soil, it gets in the feet, it also gets in the fingers, um, and then it can spread up into the legs. It's a parasite. It's a parasite that will grow and move within the body. So eventually, a bad enough case, it reaches the heart and kills them. Um, And this was another interesting thing about the culture. Even these kids, another scenario where it is um, just they're totally helpless to it. Even they are shunned because of because they get this disease. They are looked down at like the dirty little kid. Hey, get out of here. They they think that they're cursed. Wild. I think that demons, you know, have done this to the children, to the feet. 
when in reality, it's just um, the soil. Yeah. Um, so again, we're seeing just the spirit of religion. Mm -hmm. um, it has nothing to do with Jesus. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of Christians. We were really surprised about how many churches there were. I mean, we have done a fantastic job from America, from Europe, taking the gospel of Jesus to Africa. We've done a fantastic job. It's incredible. I was so encouraged by the American and the European church. But what we saw was a heavy, heavy spirit of religion yeah. that is far from the way Jesus truly operates, the way Jesus loves. Um, and we saw a lot of shame put on people for no reason. Yeah, even some of the, of the teachers who were watching us do this, I heard them saying, because everyone speaks English uh, in addition to Swahili, but I would hear them say um, in, in an attitude like you shouldn't be doing it, they would say, they're just dirty kids. They're just dirty kids. And it's dirty. like they were mad about it. Oh, yeah. and, and they kind of walk around with these like correcting sticks and, and they're just swinging their sticks saying they're yeah. dirty. They, they need to go home and clean themselves. They're dirty kids. Yeah. And there was just like this cast of judgment. Mm. And you're looking at, I don't know if, how many pictures we sent, but. I've got looking, like five, I think. Yeah, man. It's... You're looking at the faces of these tiny little dudes. And it hurts. This is a painful um, disease that they have. Because as you can see, this, this young girl right here, she was actually cutting out the parasite so it has to be cut out it can't just be cleaned yeah so it's not and, a matter of just go home and wash your feet and so i actually i want to play i there's a couple of videos you guys sent i guys everybody i would encourage you to watch this 30 minute video or 30 seconds it's only 30 <laughs> seconds it's not 30 minutes but it's the seconds. less gnarly one yeah um if you want to see the full gnarly version you can go on victoria's instagram she posted there back from june or whenever it was um but something you said, Tori, you were like, we were told to record this. And what was the reason why? Yeah, because I have a lot of friends, American friends, that might say to me, oh, you're just a white girl and you're going over there to take pictures. White savior and blah, you're, blah, blah. Yeah. Hashtag you're yeah. white savior, you know, all the stuff that they say. You're just a racist and you want this footage with these black people who are in pain. And anybody that thinks that way has never met these people in person, has right. never seen what they're going through. They were begging, come, come record this, come record this so that they can send us help. Please help us. They're yeah. desperate for help. So this was, this was something they were asking for us to do. I mean, guys, their feet are rotting off. Yeah. And, and they so, will die. And someone has the audacity audacity to say we shouldn't go over there we shouldn't yeah. help. we shouldn't are you kidding me yeah my as far as i'm concerned when people say white savior when people criticize oh you're just doing this as like a trophy thing for you a virtue yeah. signal that is just those are just excuses to for in, inaction and so anybody that's sitting there um whether you're a christian or not and you criticize things like this odds are very high and I mean, very high. They're doing zero to help exactly. these people. Exactly. Um, and it's just, it's, uh, it's, it is a, you, when you, when you give into that, um, 
it's a cyclical thing where you stuck in this cycle of just inaction, not doing anything. And you criticize everybody who does it's dumb. Yeah. Um, so really quick, I want to play the video and then we'll keep talking. Okay. So it's only 30 seconds. You guys, it's the least gnarly version. I would encourage you to just watch this. man it's hard to watch yeah but those children beg for us to do that to their feet yeah um that was something i was so shocked about as well that they were ready they were in line please do me next because that causes them so much pain it's hard for them to walk it's hard for them to put on shoes yeah. Um, so when this this incredible team that does that, when they arrive, the children are screaming for joy because people are coming to help and they want those things recorded because in their mind, they're going to go back to America. They're going to go back to the United States and they're going to go get us help. That's what they truly think and that's what they believe. Yeah. yeah. And, and they were truly right. We came back with this footage. And we raised enough in just one fundraiser, uh, enough to fund nine more clinics, I believe, right? Yeah, nine, nine. more clinics, which is 2,000 students. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you guys what that clinic looks like. So um, that was in the middle of the, the process. But first, the feet have to soak, and then they are brushed, uh, which is also very painful, as you can imagine. And... Yeah. Um, then they get a, a very sharp blade and uh, they have to cut out the parasite. And then um, there is the uh, yeah, the medication first. Mm -hmm. the, then they spray the medication on the foot that is actually going to get into the skin and help clear out that parasite, clear out any uncleanliness. And it's then we rub a... Uh, a gel, they kept calling it a jelly. It's sort of like a Vaseline to help moisturize the foot. And then um, a part of all this clinic, we're able to bless them with a croc style shoe, which you can see. Yay, thank God. They're, they're this all, is after. This is after. All in their shoes. Yeah. Happy moment. Yeah. And uh, so they all get blessed with this shoe, which is really, really amazing. But um, and the, as you can see, these are all little tiny little dudes. So yeah. as you can imagine, this shoe is only going to last them until uh, their foot grows another size. So they're going to need another shoe. And um, I want to tell them about um, the team that we have partnered with um, indefinitely. Yep. Um, Fakaya Society mm -hmm. is who does this. We've partnered with them. We're going to back yeah. them and support them. They take record of every single child and they even visit the home if um, th these things spread very easily. So if there's parents that are infected, grandparents, they'll treat their feet as well. Yeah, um, they, they visit the homes. They check in on them. Um, they I think they have three or four visits after this first visit. They're incredible. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, shout out for Kia Society in Yeah, so this is something uh, we're going to continue to do. 
um, next year mm -hmm. as well. Well, the, the Fakia, Fakia team will be doing it um, on their own as we fund it from America, but we can't wait to get on the ground and do it as well as the Good Girl Worldwide Project. Yeah. So next year, this year, we were able to, to reach around 4,000, but next year we've connected with more schools to where just in the schools themselves, we're gonna get with around 10,000 students mm -hmm. to hear the message of the gospel, mm -hmm. to hear a releasing message of freedom of spirit. Um, we're gonna touch the physical uh, needs of these students. And then also the young ladies are gonna hear a message that they've never heard before and feel a freedom to start opening up their mouth and tell their story. And I believe that we are going to demolish this culture, this religious spirit that mocks those who would say, this is my story, this is the pain I've experienced, and I'm seeking freedom. This didn't happen to me, um, and, and I'm, I don't have to carry this shame. I don't have to carry this story as a, a burden or as a, uh, a curse. We're believing to demolish all of that. Oh so what Crave is doing in Africa or Kenya specifically, we are finding out is groundbreaking. And just like you were prophesying to us earlier was spot on. Mm -hmm. um, oh. we, we just kept on finding out that what we were doing, never been done. it's not happening. Yeah. As and you guys are just like Josh and Victoria from Kentucky, right? Like yeah, we, that's we the, did not that's, know. That's the big message that I, I love extracting from things like this is it's not, yeah, like you, God put a burden on your heart, but you said, yes, like you gave him your yes, you know, and, and that's all God needs to do amazing things. And look, I mean, you guys probably didn't even know that this was going to happen as a result of you, your yes to throw that party in your hometown. Yeah. And so like, that's the big takeaway from this is like, as Christians got to mobilize, we got to do something, you know, yeah. and all we got to do is just say yes to God just and believe it. that he can do whatever. Yeah. Cause he can, he yeah. can take what you think is a tiny little yes in yeah. your little town with your few little people, just start, start there and yeah. keep saying yes and keep saying yes and keep saying yes. I I've gotten so many messages after we went to Africa, mm. people saying, I want to go to Africa. I, I've never gotten messages like this before. People just really want to go to Africa. They really because they see the great need and it's precious. It's beautiful. But I encourage you, if you're wanting to say yes to Jesus in a huge way, just start where you are. Yeah. Start with the people God has placed around you. He wants to transform people that are around you right now. There are people God is putting in your life that need deliverance from demons. I promise you there are people that need physical healing. There are people that need to hear the truth of the gospel, the truth of the love of Jesus. Come on. Just say yes and start there. Yeah, because your yes is so much more powerful than your plan. Because God's plan, I promise you, is better than yours. Mm. So when we can get ourselves out of the way mm -hmm. and we just say, yes, Jesus, whatever you want to do, whatever. if you want to bless my plan and say, take that head on, praise God. But I just get out of the way and I just say yes to whatever you want. Yeah. To do. It's more powerful. Than Amen. Come on. Okay. So I want to, I want to get through this other stuff. I mean, I'm honestly good to just keep going guys. We're over the hour. I'm, I'm cool with it. I want to be sensitive to your time though. Um, we, we can, I don't, 
we might have a few more things to show. We can just yeah, we do. Yeah, we've got like salvations and miracles, things like okay. that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm good to keep going. So okay, so uh, we can do. Uh, I also have kids dancing, which is amazing. Yeah, just chill uh, for the fun of it. Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Thank everyone. Tori's getting down. So where was this? What'd you say? Where was this? At one of the schools. Um, and those are the younger children that, again, interrupted what was happening with the high school students. It's a happy they, interruption, though. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. were always so hyped. The younger kids were ready to party. Yeah. Precious. Yeah, they carried, they carried the joy of the Lord, man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, my goodness. We went to this one school. I don't know if we have footage of that one. Uh, they're all in purple uniforms, I think. Um, they were so filled with joy like I have never seen. And they were the poorest school that we went to. That was random. That just happened randomly. Those kids just came to us, around 500 of them. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. What, what happened here? What were you guys doing? We were actually treating jiggers. We were treating the feet to about okay. 15 students. And all of those students just showed up gathered around us so we just began to preach the gospel and yeah it was amazing awesome yeah we we pulled over a translator and i we just said hey we gotta we gotta get the gospel get some business yeah and the, the teachers were in the back like come back get back to class they all escaped <laughs> the class. yeah <laughs> oh man i love it uh, okay yeah. and then i've got this one too mm. what was this the salvation moment at a school there i think there was yeah they're standing up to receive Jesus right there, lifting their hands. Yeah. So powerful. That was a powerful moment. That's a lot of people. I think it was around six to seven hundred. Yeah. They're just crammed there in that field. Oh, yes. At the yeah. End, yeah I, I, thank you, Illumination. I, I actually forgot to say this earlier. It was cool how many students we impacted in the schools, but... Um, Almost every school, the teachers were just as moved and impacted by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. by the message of the gospel. And that was something just in a grand addition to what was happening with the younger people, that the teachers as well. I remember one male teacher uh, who sat behind me in one of the men's sessions or the young boy sessions, mm-hmm. and he uh, greeted me with kind of a mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no shaking of the hand. No, uh-huh. Nice to have you. 
Um, and he sat in the back, arms folded. At the beginning, I thought he was going to fall asleep on us. And uh, he, he he acted like he could have not cared less. He just wanted it to, to be over it. Not the happiest of dudes. Hmm. By the end of it, I had preached and, and ministered to his students. Uh, he came up to me with tears in his eyes and hugged me and said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. And, uh, he, he wanted my email. And I think we had sent a couple messages back and forth. But um, mm. it, it was just touching to me that the students and the teachers actually right in that video, uh, you saw them turn around. We were praying for their uh, teachers. teachers in the back Principal. sitting at that little place that looks like a like a small house. They were all sitting back there. This size yeah, right of there. class only had about four teachers in charge of wow. all of these. God bless those teachers. My Jesus. goodness. God bless them. I felt them. bad. Oh, I, that's why I wanted to bless them. I was like. Dear Lord, and they don't hardly receive any payment. I mean, it's a huge sacrifice. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah so it was, it was beautiful. Wow. Yeah, that's hardcore. Oh, I found the other one with the kids. It's like 10 seconds long. Here it is. Was that the one? Yes, the, that uh, school was the poorest school that we visited. Yeah. And the teacher, so or the principal, the man over the school, so full of the fire and joy of the Lord. Yep. And he told us they actually believe for their food each day. And God provides every single day for those children to be fed. There's over 500. Yeah, wow. He said, miraculously, people just bring food, but they welcomed us with the most beautiful welcome. Yeah, we were actually in We've our we were in our tiny little stuffed van, knees up to the to the chairs, and we start hearing this music. And I thought, oh, how sweet! They've got music playing for us as we walk in. It was not a CD. It was not iPhone playlist. There was hundreds of students, little bitty kids, you lined the aisle singing, so "You are so welcome, so welcome." And we got out of the van and they put these, um, I don't know what they're called, but the little like things over our necks and kind of like lays, like, like Hawaiian lays. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this feels like what I imagine entering into heaven to feel like. Mm. And I'm just looking around at all of these little big kids <laughs> with just the most joy that you can possibly imagine. And I can't think of a better moment in my life that has ever happened. Mm -hmm. And it was just incredible to see. Um, it, it's indescribable, mm -hmm. but just the the impact on students. For the fact that we just showed up, that we just came. Yeah, man. We hadn't even said anything. We hadn't preached for them. We hadn't prayed for anybody. We didn't sing songs yet. We didn't do anything yet. They were just so blessed that somebody came to their city because we had, I think we had driven about an hour and a half away. Different so this was there. outside of the city. Yeah, very different. Uh, and, and they were just so blessed that that people came. Mm. So it, it was just an incredible wow. uh, moment. Wow, man. Dude. Um, okay, I've got, oh, this one. This is really, this is cool. So what was happening here? 
That's the that's the medical college where the Muslim girl came into the service and the Holy Spirit fell on this Christian team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these guys, they're kind of uh, leading the way of Christianity taking place within schools. These guys are making sure that it happens in their school. Holy Spirit just fell on all of them. So yeah, it really looks like it. Yeah. It was beautiful. And, and there's like a shot coming up of like a girl just like weeping as someone was yep. praying for her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super incredible. Gifts mm. of the spirit were just falling and it was it was powerful. Amazing. Yeah, these types of moments are really special. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was so cool that we had um, you know, like you saw in, in some of the other videos, there was the grand large crowd moments. But then there was some like really small personal moments like this one where we're just in a classroom together and they're telling us who they are, their story. And, and God was giving prophetic word for each individual person um, that was spot on to their need and their yeah. prayers that they had been praying. Uh, so th- there was just honestly this trip, the ministry never stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, there was prophetic word happening in the van. Uh, with the team as we were driving to locations. And then when we would get back to the little house we were staying at, God was moving uh, around the dinner table. And uh, it it was like from the moment we arrived to the moment we left, God never stopped moving. And uh, it was incredible. We saw crazy deliverances. Uh, We were in a town far away from the city, uh, very controlled by Islam, the Church of Islam. Lots of mosques, the Christians extremely persecuted. We traveled to this town a couple of hours and we ministered in this small Christian church. And uh, I remember just feeling a uh, demonic attack and I felt it from this one girl. And I think maybe we have that, that clip, but I just stuck out my finger and I started commanding for it to go. Yeah. And uh, that was wild. Yeah, that was yeah. a wild moment. Yeah, we can. Uh, I actually, why don't we just watch the episode? I cut it down slightly for time, but um, uh, I have the full video. Let's just watch it. It's like a minute and 45. So let's watch it. Come on. Thank you. 
so powerful when when you allow jesus to do what jesus wants to do you'll be amazed mm-hmm. <laughs> this this kind of stuff just started happening with me personally with us um jesus wants to do the miraculous through you and you may watch that and you may think oh how how did she how did she let that happen or how did she get those demons out and uh, i can't even explain it i don't know power why I, it's just jesus and when you have you, faith it, in the name yeah you have it's yeah. all him it's, it has nothing to do with me it has nothing to do with you yep. um just when you allow jesus to have full authority in you and you believe that he can deliver you believe that he can heal he will begin to move through you in that way yeah and it's the most incredible thing ever it's what we're called to do yeah that's all right. of us, all of us. Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, Josh and Victoria, I would love for you guys to just pray for people. I think really what I'm hearing is just boldness to start stepping out for God, giving God their yes. So however you guys want to do that, light the place up. I'll start out and you you finish us out. Okay. Lord, I just I thank you for this time of, of uh, conversation and storytelling of such a beautiful time of what you did in your people in Kakamega, Kenya. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I, I first just say, Lord, the seeds that were planted there in Kakamega, Lord, let them continue to grow and flourish. Lord, let there be a hedge of protection about around the young women. Um, Lord, let there be freedom in government for women. Lord, let these young men come to realization that uh, these young women need protection by them even. Lord, uh, come come to them in dream and vision and show them uh, that there needs to be a, a revival of unity between the men and the women to stand up for one another. So, Lord, uh, just protect all that you planted and keep on growing in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, every single person that is tuned in, Lord, I pray um, that you would continue to reveal to them uh, your plan your plan that they have uh, an opportunity to say yes, Mm -hmm. an opportunity to surrender, that the power is not in how much we can believe sometimes, but the power can be in how much we can surrender and just say yes. So Lord, we continue to say yes to your plans, your purpose for this world, for our community. Lord, we know that we do not have to travel halfway around the world to see a move of God mm-hmm. because we are all your children yes. and we are all at an evil level playing field that we are just lost without you, that we are simply lost without you. Yes, Lord. Lost so without Lord, Jesus. we just say yes in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I send courage and hope for every single person listening. Mm-hmm. Lord, if the, the, the ones that are just tuning in to try and get a, a, a a piece of hope in their life, Lord. 
I ask that you would touch them right where they're at in listening to this message. Lord, if, if you're in the gym right now, if you're in your bedroom, if you are in your living room, your kitchen with your family, or you're alone, there is hope in the name of Jesus. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I just hear the Lord saying to me that he is restoring your hope. He's restoring your dreams having to do with ministry. There's a lot of you that just feel like your dreams didn't happen. Um, nothing went the way that you thought it was going to go. Um, and you just feel like giving up having to do with ministry. And the Lord is pouring fresh fire on you right now for the things that he desires, his plans, his desires his dreams. Do not give up. Do not lose hope. Listen again to his voice. Surrender again. Say yes again. I hear the Holy Spirit so strong asking you, just please say yes again to me. Just believe again that these things can happen. Believe that I can resurrect things. Believe that I can breathe life on things that feel dead. Mm -hmm. God is pouring out fresh fire on you right now. And I just want to say the names of some people I haven't found yet. Um, the Lord gave me these names last week. Uh, Leroy, Rebecca Sanchez. I think this is a last name, Ramon, um, Jasper, Cole. I think that's, that's all. Those are the names I haven't found yet. Um, and I just pray, Lord, I just pray that your spirit would become more real to us than ever before. Mm. Jesus, there are some of us that have known about you and have loved you for a long time. But I'm believing that those who are listening are going to experience you at a new level. They're, they're going to begin to experience your fire. They're going to begin to experience a new level in the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit, that their life is just going to completely change. Yeah, Everything's going to change as your fire takes over, mm -hmm. as your spirit takes over. Thank in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And there's uh, at least one person. I saw one person, but it could be more. Um, this, you're called the missions, and you keep resisting that. And God's not going to leave you alone. So let this be your reminder. Just go do it. You don't have to piece it together. You don't have to figure all of it out. Just say yes to God and watch him open the doors. So take that and run with it. <laughs> Amen. Go. Yeah. Okay. So Josh and Tori, how can people follow you guys? You can follow us at Crave the Movement or myself, Josh D. Rich. At Victoria Ray Rich. And uh, my book website is goodgirlthebook.com. Dot com. Yeah. Our ministry website is cravethemovement.com. Yeah. Awesome. And then remind people of that uh, promo code one more time. Use the promo code Elijah Fire for 25% off of this book, Purity, Sex, Relationship with Jesus, Confidence, Dating, um, Your Young Lady, or even Young Man Needs yeah, this I've book. read it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can say for her because, you know, it's hard to toot your own uh, horn, but that's a fun read. It is. Like so yeah, many people really well met written. her and say, I couldn't put it down. It was hilarious. Yeah. It also made me cry. It yeah, touched yeah. my spirit, but yeah. also just kind of it, it was so relatable. So it's so much more than like a list of 
hey guys, don't do these bad things. No. Uh, it's very yeah. transparent, very real. Yep. Yes, so. I spill all the tea about myself and all yep. of my friends. So yep. there's no judgment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great read. Promo code Elijah Fire, get 25% off everybody. Link is in the description. Josh and Tori, seriously, guys, this is great. Thank you so much for um, reaching out. Actually, it was you guys, <laughs> you know, and because uh, I just, I love this stuff. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for what you guys are doing. Thank you, Jack. We love thank this you. platform. We, yeah. Love, yeah. we love your team. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. you're the best show. Oh, well, thanks. You are. <laughs> I'm getting all awkward and embarrassed now. <laughs> you're the best so, show. Yeah. Um, everybody, that's our show. Have an amazing weekend. Join us on Monday. We've got Kelsey O'Malley back. Um, and it's just we pre-recorded it because I'm off on um Monday and Tuesday of this week of next week. So Guys, it's going to be a great show. Uh, there's just a, like a great like ministry time at the end where we just, it's all about the Holy Spirit. We just sit there in God's presence. So I'm really excited to see uh, the testimonies from that. Also, I wanted to remind you guys, there's a donation link at the end, ElijahFire.com slash donate, or there's a mailing address. The links to those things are also in the description. But again, it's a lot, a lot of resources um, used to make this free for you guys and to do it in the frequency that we're doing it. So we really appreciate appreciate those donations. If you've been blessed by this, go ahead and just head over to that link, ElijahFire.com slash donate and just donate as much as you feel led. If it's a dollar, it's a dollar. If it's five, it's five. If it's more, it's more. So thank you in advance. So we'll see you guys on Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Have a great weekend. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.